All right, we're back in the month of May. Got a great podcast for you today, so stick around after this. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I don't want a showboat, but I got a go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years would I ever drink a Michelob. Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm, what an elegant species. Hey, you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast. If you like to wait two hours for one growler, you come to the right place. We love it. You need someone to mule your beers. Moe's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment, and that's the difference between Ben, Mo, and you. So up your vocabulary and grab a beer, cause this is nude. Correct. Nude. This is nude. This is nude. This is nude. Correct. 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 All right, Mo, we're back. This is nude episode 38. The Kurt Schilling episode. Oh, Kurt Schilling. He's crazy. He's got a mind for politics, that man. Uh, so I am a little short on the note side today, but you know what? That's what we're going to do. We're like going to freestyle. Freestyle Friday on a Tuesday. Yeah, my brain is blown out. I just put together the world's most complex lawnmower build of all time. I had to be an MIT engineer to, to put the thing together. Didn't get, even get to cut the grass. Did you get it from Ikea? No, I pretty much. I mean, Lowe's, it came in a little box. I think it's the cheapest lawnmower has the most parts to put together, right? So. Yeah, see, I don't remember buying my lawnmower. I don't remember if it came in parts. It must have come in, like, I mean, maybe the, a couple parts. It but. was just the handle and the wheel, but I needed, like, eight different socket wrenches to really? put it together. It was, it was unbelievably complex. I was literally like, this cannot be this hard. I, I could have cut my lawnmower. Together. I could have cut my lawnmower with scissors faster than that. But uh, that's having that, a kid has been great, but having to put together all the shit that she needs to yeah. like to play with and all the things to sit in the toys, I mean that's it's not the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, but. you just get her a screwdriver, you know, teach her young. <laughs> uh, but that is enough of the rant side. Where we're gonna get to some beer here. Uh, don't have a ton of local releases for you today, but we do have a bunch of adventures. Mo and I have been busy over the last couple of weeks. That's why we've been mm-hmm. away. Along with some scheduling conflicts yep. uh, with 990 WBOB. But we will be back there next week. Uh, they had fun on FU Friday, uh, which they raised some money for a great cause, which is a, a very big deal, and we congratulate them. Um, so I do want to jump into something more of a local topic than a local release. But sure, let's do it. Obviously, uh, everybody who listens to this podcast has probably seen the Treehouse expansion plans. Uh, Treehouse has just released a new plan to expand. Um, I believe it was a 16,000-foot facility yep. that they, quote, said they want to blur the line between retail and customer experience, which yep. I think was really, really cool. Um, equipped with that on a strip mall type of thing, they want to reroute your line experience as well to give you a more scenic tour of the facility. 
through the canning process. You'll actually get cans in a different location than you are now. Uh, the old bar will be used for growlers, I believe. Is that what I saw? I think that's the plan, is for that to be more of like a, like a hangout space. Like, yeah. Like they kind of intended it at the mm-hmm. beginning, but... Yeah, I, I think there were just some, there were a lot of things on their plate as far as yeah. moving pieces and what was going to work and what wasn't. I think they saw that that room was just being used for cans, yeah. you know, like people were coming in, getting their cans and there was barely room for people to hang out and get pints as they wanted, never mind getting into growlers and stuff. So I, I think what they would like that to be is like, come and have a drink with us. Like yeah. this is our bar, exactly. you know, like our, our, our brew pub, if you will. Yeah, a beautiful room, too, for, for them yeah. to just use cans in and out. So they're going to walk you through the facility, give you almost a mini tour experience. That's the smartest part of this, I think. That's, that's just that's great. That's cool. It gets you intimate with the, yeah. with the kind of the experience and what they're actually doing. They're building another bar, they said, twice as big as the current bar they have at the opposite end. They will have private function rooms for private functions, which is very cool. Um, and they are building on-site trails... For hiking and biking, which I think... That just makes sense. It's really, really cool, as well as expanded parking. Um, the vision that they have is is really incredible. So I did want to ask, Mo, that, that Trillium's obviously been busy focusing on branding with all their collaborations. They're trying to get their brand out nationwide. Uh, Treehouse has focused more interior on, obviously, moving from facility uh, to rescaling their beer... Um, the cat has gotten gotten into some toys. Yeah, something. I don't know what it is, but... Um, Treehouse has gotten more into looking inside. They're kind of learning how to scale at that new facility. Yeah. And now they obviously have had these bigger plans down the road uh, to kind of expand and become like uh, a beer amusement park, if you will. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is maybe not necessarily doing a better job because they're both doing great. Yeah. But who would you pick as as kind of a winner of, of one of those two strategies right now? I think right now, I mean, I think we, six months ago, we would have said Trillium is is leaps and bounds of head, ahead of Treehouse. Yeah. Treehouse was getting the kinks out and, you know, how long ago did they open the new building? Treehouse was last May, I believe, or something. Okay, like that. well, it's, only, it's been only like that a long. year now. Okay, because yeah. so, we went up and we went up pretty early in the right. in the process. And I mean, before you before you get into this yeah. point too, uh, Trillium is opening different facilities. Yep. They're not just expanding their own. They're opening Roslyn Substation. They have the beer garden going on. Yep. They're opening that new Fort Point, which will be huge as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't want to. I don't want to knock them for... No, definitely not. I think they're both making great moves. I think this... I I didn't see a ETA on the Treehouse thing. Was this like for next year or the year after? That big of an expansion, I I would guess. It should probably be a winter move. Right. They should probably ride out the summer. So I think that's probably going to mean my prediction for Treehouse being on the shelf is probably going to be a little delayed. Even if it was going to happen, I would imagine it wouldn't happen until after this. But that makes me feel like it is going to happen. Yeah, I think so too. This is the type of move that you do before that. Yep. Because you get ready for that. To do that. Yep. So I think they're gearing up to make more money at the facility. And this isn't just a money grab. I, I didn't mean to come off that way. But having people able to spend more time there and hang out and have a pint and stay for the food. Not that they don't have people doing that now, but they'll have more people doing that. And it'll be more about the experience. People will go there, even though it's a two hour drive and they'll feel comfortable staying there for a couple hours because it's not 
going to take them 45 minutes to get a pint, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would say Trillium's probably been in the lead. I think with this news, Treehouse puts themselves in a position to pass them. Yeah. And then with Trillium's new space, I, mean, I don't know, maybe they pass them again. Yeah, maybe they know. just both pull even. But I really, I see Treehouse looking like they're looking, they're gearing more toward distribution. Yeah. Where Trillium's kind of, I think, okay with their footprint right now. Yeah. That they just want to focus on making a little more beer and and having more avenues for people to get their beer. Not so much like distributing to stores, but hey, now you can come to our brew pub. Now you can come to Canton and well, you, know, you can have to can't come to Canton and have a pint and grab cans. And you can come to Boston now too. You can go to the beer garden. You can go just a bunch of different little spots. So. I, I think they're both trying to do the same thing, but in slightly different ways. Yeah, I think Treehouse also another great move by them was the they made it more now of like a like a family experience. Yeah, like definitely. now it's okay for you to bring your family and spend yep. the day up there. Just wants to um, go. She's excited to go just yeah. to see it. I mean, I I think it's really cool, and and it's kind of cool because when they moved, everyone just complained yep. about their their scaling and their beer quality, and then. Trias never said anything. They just stayed quiet. Yeah. And they did what they did. They put out some King Julius, some triple shot that I saw this week. Um, just kept plodding along because they had a plan. Mm-hmm. Bigger than what they said. Yep. Uh, which it, it's kind of cool. It it's amazing that they they've already outgrown that that new spot. The, they, which is um, like ten times the other one. Maybe. Yeah. I read uh, I read an article about um, that somebody wrote. I don't even know the the source actually. But somebody was saying just how fortunate Treehouse has been and how how awesome some of their decisions have been just at, like, the appropriate times. Yeah. Like, just a few years ago, they were brewing beer in a, in a basement, you yeah. know, just like every other home brewer. And then, you know, they opened their brew pub at the right time, like, right as New England IPA was starting to kind of be a thing. Like, they were at the forefront of that um, when 16-ounce cans uh started being a thing treehouse was on the front lines of that um you know the opening the first brewery opening this now this the second big big brewery they've just been very fortunate with their timing of things so they, yeah. they've stapled themselves as like a, a front runner for like this whole beer movement which is they're very lucky for them yeah uh you know what they say the harder you work the luckier you get right yeah so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and really I, I don't mean it's lucky like they're just like oops you yeah know, i accidentally it's... made a right decision they're making all the right moves they're just their timing is perfect and yeah a little they, more very few missteps a little savvier than they look right? yeah uh so we do uh so that's it for the local news releases whatever you want to call it portion um so we do have a lot of adventures to catch up on, Mo. I thought we could bounce back and forth. Yeah, we were just not flooding people. Finally, man. Uh, so let's start in chronological order. Okay. I think we start with Mo and the Newport Craft Beer Festival. Yeah, I guess technically that was first, even right. though it was you were in Washington. Hours. Yeah, hours yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, me and Jay hit up the Newport Craft Beer Festival on the twenty eighth. Uh, it was held uh, in. Uh, Newport, obviously, at the Meeting House, something yeah. Meeting House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember saying it on air, but... Uh, it was really cool. Uh, big tent set up in a big open field. Uh, you were walking around just on grass. We had a beautiful day for it. It was, you know, mid-60s or whatever. Bunch of food trucks kind of set up, like, outside. Ton of bathrooms, like, in this big, like, circle of porta-potties. So, like, okay. you weren't waiting a ton for bathrooms. 
Which well, is great. Yeah, a beer fest. Yeah, definitely. We didn't we didn't get any food because we went to uh, Poor Judgment beforehand. Yeah, uh, got some Toppling Goliath and some shades on on draft there. Kind of got ready for uh, for the festival. Got a flat tire on the way up. Sweet. So that was kind of like a <laughs> kind of a buzz kill. But me and Jay pit crewed the shit out of that thing. Got yeah. that done in like three minutes flat. So nice. That was cool. Um, some great breweries there. Some yeah. cool some cool things. I got a quick little list. Yeah, um, go for it. So the best brewery, uh, this this is actually like two things. Best brewery was Crooked Current. They won actually for the second year in a row. Yeah. When you came in, they carded you and gave you a bracelet, just like any ID bracelet when you go to a festival. This one uh, had like a little tab that you tore off. Okay. And you put your vote for the best brewery in like the, a little cup or a little bowl that they had set okay. up in front of their oh, in nice. front of their booth. So every brewery had a little bowl in front that said vote for us for best brewery. Crooked Current won last year. Uh, they won again this year. Um, their main beer that I tried was their their white stout. They had another one, but I didn't I didn't get to that. Yeah, wasn't a huge fan of the white stout. It, it was kind of odd for me. It was like mm-hmm. a, too, it was light, but it had the flavor of it was just a very weird juxtaposition to yeah. have like a light, full bodied beer. I, it just didn't make sense to me. It is kind of a cool idea. Yeah, it is. It is. It, but... um, it was it was it was weird. It wasn't my favorite beer of the day. Um, my actually fa- favorite brewery of the day was Canned Heat. I know I've been shouting their praises left and right. Yeah, yeah, and now well, we actually got to, we actually got to try their lineup. Um, and those dudes can brew. Yeah. Uh, Hot Boogie, Suppa, and Coconut Brown Ale were the three that I tried. Jay had another beer called Jules. Yeah, he said he loved it. He loved it. It was his favorite beer of the show. He tried it. When I went up the next time to try it, they didn't have it anymore. Yeah. And the Coconut Brown, they actually didn't have... For the second session, they'd already kicked it, um, but he had some of it just like kind of squirreled away that he was letting people try as as he saw fit. Nice. Um, and it was it was actually really good for a coconut brown. I'm not a huge fan of coconut, but it, it had a lot of flavor. the The technique um, was there. Like they, it seemed like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. The hot boogie was was slightly bitter but hoppy. Supper was delicious. I mean, the, nothing else to say other than good things for them. They had a lot of people buzzing around their booth kind of the whole day. Um, the owners took a couple minutes just to shoot the shit with me for a little bit. I told them who I was and why I was there. I've talked to them before, so it was kind of cool to put a face to the name. Yeah. And just talk shop for a little while. So, really cool guys, too. And they, I met the dude from, um, Steve from Stone. Okay. Um, he did do some assistant brewing there, too. So, I found out not just working there for 10 years. He wasn't mopping floors for 10 <laughs> yeah, years, yeah. you know. It was kind of like a Camden type situation. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. always brewing with Start them. He was the a bottom. home brewer. He was doing canning stuff and doing this and that, and he got up to do some brewing for them. I think he was technically like an assistant brewer or something yeah. like that. Well, that's a that's a great way to pick up tips and tricks from the big dogs. Definitely, know? definitely. Stone, Stone does a lot of beer, and they do it pretty well. Yes. I mean, from from what I've drank of them. Definitely. Yeah, that's cool. So, a great festival. Would you go to it again? You'd, Definitely would go think? to it again. Um, I would say this. I don't, I don't even know what tickets sold for because we got those media passes. I think it was 25 when I saw it. If it was 25, I would definitely go again. Yeah. If it was anything over, like, 35, I mean, I really just wouldn't mess with it. I mean, it was yeah. fun. I remember it being... It, they were pretty reasonable. I, I wanted to say that they were about 30, and, and if that's the case, then that's a steal. Yeah. Because if the weather's right, um, you got a bunch of breweries. They had, like... 40-ish breweries there, maybe 40, 45, something like that. Um, biggest surprise, I will say, I didn't even know they brewed beer. Sons of Liberty. Okay, yeah. They I do, they like, their whiskeys and bourbons and things like I, that. I've seen, I think, some beers for them, but I didn't know that they actually did it. I mm-hmm. thought, like, maybe they 
brought somebody else's in. And uh, they were just... there, and they had a, a mango Berliner Weiss, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was one of the better beers of the show. It was okay. tart, fruity. It was it was well made. Um, it, it was delicious. The color was spot on. Nice. It was beautiful. I heard that was a that's just a short drive. I think from Shades On. I, yeah, the, I'd like to go check them out. Yeah. I mean, cool people I, too. I like distilleries. I like trying some some bourbons that yep. that other people make. So cool. That was um, and we we were looking at it today uh, earlier about the the Cante facility. It's going to be on River Street in Fall River, which is right on the Taunton River mm-hmm. near the Tipsy Seagull. If you're familiar with the area, Battleship Cove, uh, and right down the street, less than a mile away, will be Troy City, which we've been talking about too. Um, set to open up here. Hopefully this Soon, summer. Yeah. yeah. Keith was talking about moving the facility for Troy City, moving everything into his building. Um, I don't know what kind of a build out they had to do there, or yeah, I don't know what kind of accommodations he needed, or if it was kind of ready to go. Um, but he brewed his last batch at home, and he's taking his equipment there. And he said to a couple people on the page, they're like, "Oh, you know, can't wait for you to open up or whatever." And he said, "I, I think he said, I, I hope to see you." Hope to have you in there by the end of the summer. I think That's that was great. his goal. That would be really um, cool and nice that, that that they're like a walk apart. They'll, yeah, they'll kind of be forever be linked, which yep. is kind of cool. That's very cool. And they seem to be very friendly with each other. They're yeah. commenting on each other's posts. Um, they're wishing each other good luck. Canned Heat posted a picture of all the guys in their booth and whatnot. And Keith t- chimed in there like, hey, good to see you guys making a name for Fall River. I think they both realize that they're part of something in the city. To like you know, kind of bring things up a level because yeah. far of it doesn't really have the greatest reputation as far as you know yeah. things to do Night or life. exactly yeah. yeah. So I mean, this will definitely help that. So, yeah, good and, for them. And the way that Proclamation and Tilted Barn are exactly tied together. Yep. You know, I mean, one success means the other success exactly, and vice versa. So and they they understand that. Which is yeah, cool. that that's great. Uh, good for them. And as Mo alluded to earlier, just shortly different chronological order. I was in Washington D.C. Uh, that last weekend. Uh, went down on, flew down on Saturday, a nice short flight from here, 90 oh, yeah. minutes. beautiful. I was out in the city at noon, uh, went to Church Key, which everyone suggested on the group. Thank you very much for that. Uh, unbelievable beer list, unbelievable bottle list. Sounds like you could have spent like four days there. I really could have, I really could have spent the whole trip there. If yeah. my wife wasn't there, I probably would still be in the, in that bar. Um, but we did have a lot to see, and I, I was lucky enough to try Yellow Belly. Uh, awesome. 2018 it was a great beer it was just as advertised i mean one of the best stouts i've ever had very unique um to get those flavors out of just malts and hops yeah so we were talking about this off the air uh when you got home yeah it's a peanut butter stout yeah but with no peanut butter no nuts of any yeah. kind uh a stout flavored with it's flavored of peanut butter and biscuit they call yeah. it uh, but no peanuts, no biscuits. That's awesome. Yeah, which that is... shows that like you you understand the the brewing process and and what you can get out of certain ingredients and what kind of flavors come in. So, yeah, it's very smart. it's pretty cool. And I I posted it to my Instagram and got a uh, what's up with this racist beer comment. Which if you don't <laughs> know the story, you can look up Yellow Belly Beer um, and find the whole story about that. It's not racist. <laughs> it's not racist. <laughs> uh, they also had a ton of Aslan on, and the n- next day I went back, they had a veil on as well, which nice. I didn't, I didn't even get. I got an equilibrium instead. Yeah, that's your jam. Uh, so that tap list was insane, and yeah, you could have spent hundreds of dollars and stayed there and drank everything you wanted to drink. 
uh, for a lifetime. So I highly recommend it if you are in the area. It's on 14th Street in D.C., which is an incredible neighborhood for food as well. You can go up and down the strip. Uh, a lot of RAR on tap down there, yep. too, because that's obviously local. I have a guy down there that I've been chatting with, and he keeps posting me, uh, sending me pictures of beers that he can get. and Yeah. Great. Like, I want to try new beers, and I'm going to send him some, some stuff from up here. But I'm like, where's the RAR? Yeah. Like, where's the Burley Oak? Yeah, exactly. Where's the drive down the street? I don't know how far Aslan is, but drive there and get me some beer, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know where he's located, but yeah, it's know. only like 30 minutes outside the city. So, uh, And on Sunday... We again we went to Church Key for one, and then we <laughs> we went to Blue Jacket Brewery, which is just nice. outside the National Stadium. Okay, uh, just on the outskirts of DC. It's in uh, the Navy Yard, I believe, is the neighborhood. In okay, quotes if you want to talk about it. Um, unbelievably cool place, really clean and big. Uh, it looked like a brewery that was designed by a business owner that nice. that wanted to make money, which is fine. Uh, the beer really cool. It's not like Blue it's jacket. not really New e- New Englandy style. They didn't have a ton of IPAs on. They did kind of old world beers. They had a Pilsner. They had a Hell's Lager. Uh, they had a Keller beer. Um, they had some Pilsners. A great Mexican stout, which was a, a spiced sweet stout, they described. Nice. It. Four casks on. They had a sour IPA. Uh, oh, so they, pictures, they really man. went all over the place with it. Really cool atmosphere. They had an outdoor patio with a grill menu going. We wow. ate there too. Uh, they had like great pretzels and bar snacks and everything. We just hung out there and watched, watched uh, the game while it was going on. The Nationals were actually playing that day. Sick. But it was pretty cold, so I don't think attendance was too high at that game. Because <laughs> people told us in the group, they suggested like they thought oh, Blue Jack was overrated. A lot of people say that because they don't have a ton of IPAs. Okay. But. Um, they also said if it's a Nationals game day, just don't even go because it'll be so packed. Okay. Uh, and, but we went anyway naively because I didn't know that the Nationals were playing. I mean, right. I don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Capitals were playing too, which was cool. It was it was a cool atmosphere, and they do really good beer. It was really really good stuff. I wish I I would have got a couple cans and tried to ship them back, but. Yeah. It just it didn't seem like worth the trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm checking out some pictures on their website right now. Um, if you guys want to go check them out, it's bluejacketdc.com. Yeah. Um, this brewery looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, cool lighting, like all the all the tanks are visible, so you can kind of see them from where you're eating. Uh, it looks like a cool. I, I would guess this is their their beer list, kind of. Yeah, up on the yeah. Wall, the like, menu is kind of lit up, kind of like all lit up, like a like, neon sign. Yeah, almost. that's really cool. One of the walls too is like. 30 feet tall, it's all glass windows, so it's very well lit. It's not, like, dingy, and it, it's definitely a restaurant. It's like a brew pub. Yeah, a lot but of stainless are, steel. There's three, it's a three-story building of of tanks and, and brew canisters all all the way up the top, and then, like, yeah, a small little bar and uh, restaurant area. So if you're in the D.C. area, check it out. Yeah, also, really check cool. out Church Key. And uh, wear some nice walking shoes because it is a lot of walking. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, that. But it, but it's nice. I mean, it's a great Uber city too. We took a ton of Ubers. I don't think anything costs more than nine bucks to nice. get around. Um, ton of great places to eat, and I thank Rhode Island Craft Beer Forum, uh, New England Craft Connection too. Gave me a lot of a lot of suggestions on where to go. That's what those guys are good for. Yeah, uh, cool cool city. Really cool city. Nice. Um, and I would go back. I I would go back more with a more beer-focused attention. You know, yep. maybe get a car and drive to Aslan and down to the Vale. I'd be down. Um, 
Man Day. Yeah, yeah, like it was a real good. deal, Man Day. Yeah, that's like go. a man, man weekend. Man weekend. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Damn. Uh, next up, uh, Mo went away this weekend. I did. Yeah. Mo went away this weekend. Great. Where'd you Where'd we, you go? We went to Portland. Uh, mm. We took the little one first family vacation. Uh, we left Saturday morning, bright and early. Got up there. Uh, I think I got into the Bissell line at ten thirty. They opened at eleven. We were like eighth in line or something like that. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, went to Bissell, got a bunch of cans there. It was the Baby Genius release. Nice. Um, so That's got, their Blonde Ale, right? Yep, yep. Got a case of that. Um, pretty good. 4%. Not yeah. going to kill you, but it will kind of hit you with some flavor for a 4% beer. Yeah. So, I didn't know it was that low of a percent. I didn't realize either until I saw a picture of it, and I was like, wow, um, I didn't know that they made anything that low. Yeah. Um, but really good. I, I had a can of it already. Um, got some substance, got some reciprocal... Uh, industry inferiority. Got a couple yeah, of four packs for that what too. What is that beer? Uh, it's an IPA. It's an IPA. Um, I think they use they might use different hops in it sometimes. I'm not wasn't particularly uh, familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, I saw it and I was like, oh, I'd, I've never had that, so I I got it. Um, I've heard of I've I've heard it mentioned a bunch of times on their list, but I just didn't know specifically what um, it was. It is Idaho Seven Amarillo and Mosaic six point two percent IPA four one nine on Untapped. Um, so I got some of that. We also went to uh, Good Fire. Yeah. yeah they had a release. Oh, that place is so cool. Yeah. They're very weird. Like, the location is what's definitely prohibiting them from doing more. Yeah, I would say so. Like, I, the I best the best brewery is, like, on the back side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lone Pine is... I had a couple of their beers. Justice's brother went up there a few weeks ago, and he brought me some back. The the beer's fine, yeah. but, like, their location, it's just, you drive by and you see people partying, like, at these little patio tables, yeah, and yeah, yeah. people, like, leaning out the window, like, talking to each other, it's like, oh, I, I want to stop there, yeah. and you might not even know that Good Fire's in the back, unless you kind of, like, lean around the corner, then you see their little, like, you know, their hop, uh, whatever their logo yeah. is there, the, the cube thing. Yeah. Um, but we went to one of the distilleries, we started walking in. Because I wasn't exactly sure what was what. And I was like, I don't think this is right. Because it was Unit 6 that we were looking for or something. And we were walking into Unit 2. But uh, we went there, grabbed some beers there. They actually put some trichomes aside for me. Nice. Uh, (laughs) We went petting goats before that. So we got hung up in that line. The longest line we waited in all weekend was the goat. Of course. Yeah, we waited an hour to pet goats. Why not? But Jess was beside herself. Of course. Um, that was a little something for her. The baby slept through it, so she had no idea it was even happening. Uh, but Good Fire was cool. We had a pour there. Um, then we went to Liquid Riot, actually, for lunch. Nice. Tried a couple of their beers. You had brought something home from them, like, yeah, maybe a, a year back. or two I ago. I got the What's in the Box. Yeah, which, which I remember being pretty good. Yeah, it was they good. had a couple of their IPAs. They were fine. There was nothing yeah. wrong with them, but yeah. nothing mind-blowing. They're another one that... I mean, it's cool that they do everything in-house, but yep. they, they're kind of like a, a good, like, all over the place, just not yeah. focused on anything. ton of beer. Like, they had a ton yeah, on did. their list. Like, What did you think of the food? I, I, I had a burger that was there. phenomenal. Yeah, and I just really loved the fries there. They um, won a couple of years... Uh, the the best chicken sandwich in Maine or something really? like some Maine festival, but what it is it's uh it's chicken skin, chicken oh, skin sliders. Damn. Oh my god, it was amazing. chicken skin's phenomenal. Yeah, we went up there uh, and got that. That's actually how I found it. I found like they had the best chicken sandwich or something, and it was Crisp right right, right up, off the strip. Like, yeah, right off the strip. So yep. 
uh, we went and had it, and that's how I stumbled onto it, and, and they had sours. Like, that was right when sours, when we started drinking sours. Yep. So I was like, oh, this place is really cool, you know, and then that's probably why what's in the box tastes so good to us, too. Yeah, we tried <laughs> We tried to go to, I forget what the name of it is. It's like a lobster place, a seafood place right down the street, like on that strip there. Yeah. It's Commercial Street or yeah. Commercial Lab commercial, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a place there that's like best lobster rolls in Maine or something like that. Okay. I forget the name of it. We tried going there, but it was like all like high top bar tables. Yeah. And we had the baby in like the carrier, so yeah. it wasn't really conducive for that. But it definitely looked like a spot where we would rather be there rather than Liquid Riot. Yeah. Um, Just for like the atmosphere. Like it, there was a band playing. It was out on the deck. Uh, really cool spot. But I forget the name of it. I'll have to look it up. I'll post it in the group. Um, but we had a lot of fun there. We also went to Four River. Yeah, you, um, yeah, you said that. Like ten or fifteen minutes outside of that area, mm-hmm. but worth the drive, dude. Like some great sours. Um, that you've had the Preble before, so you, yeah, you know that. Yeah, Preble and Estuary are the two beers I've had from them. Yeah, Estuaries. They're I double. I enjoyed both. I enjoyed Estuary a lot, actually. And then they're they have a single IPA too that was like Ling Linga. I, I, I forget the name of it, but their IPAs were solid. We had a Preble. I got some cans of their other sour that they had called galaxy okay gap galaxy all right so uh, there must be some fruit involved in there too i think vitamin c was the play on words there oh, i see i see um, i would guess <laughs> uh, but we didn't try that because that was only available in uh in cans so we we got some cans to take home but nice. yeah we went to holy holy donut for some for some donuts nice what'd you think you like them dude they were really good we I, got a dozen of them i'm not really crazy about it i mean we go every time because it's yeah. like it's Why a not? cool spot. Yeah. Uh, Justine loves them. Uh, I, I don't know. They're like too heavy or something. And they are very like, heavy. It's like you're eating a meal when you eat a donut. Yeah, I have like half a donut and I'm like stuffed, and that's yeah. not really that fun. I mean, you want to eat like 15 donuts, you know? Yep. Uh, you went to Novari Res too. You said right? We did. Yep. We went there on Sunday. Um, we went there and then we went to Four River actually again because Jess was obsessed with Preble. Um, so we went to Navari Res, they had like a Belgian, it was like Belgian beer fest or something from the night before, it was like some kind of event that they were doing, they had like, I want to say like 15 Belgian beers on tap, Yeah. which, you know, was really cool, a lot of like funky sours, um, they had a, a Kention blend, it was like Kention, uh, a couple other Belgian breweries in some kind of Lambic style, Mm -hmm. um, they didn't have any Kention bottles, apparently they had a bunch like for Saturday night, but we didn't we didn't go there. I saw a bunch of people checking them in, and I was like, oh damn, we should probably check that out. Um, so that's why we went in the first place. Um, but we had some really cool stuff, some cool sours. We had a, a crab rangoon mac and cheese, which was oh man, that's ridiculously great. good. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. that sounds unbelievable. Yeah. Mouth water right now. Yeah. So then we we left there and went back to Four River, and then we went home. They so uh, cool little trip. The, you kind of have to be pretty well versed in. Uh, uh, international beers when you go to that place. I yeah. mean, they have that's pretty intimidating international beer list. Uh, I'm not really that big on. Obviously, this is domestic beer show yeah. in New England, uh, but they do have obviously loaded with main beers. Um, but their international list. And why do I keep? Is there a better word for international beers? Uh, Im- imported. Import. <laughs> No, international was right. I mean, yeah, there's no I, need to correct you. I, I don't know why I... I it's kind of a heavy weird. word. Yeah, a little... But they have an unbelievable list in it. Like, something like, uh, you know, Colin, who's hosted the show before. Yeah. He, he's pretty well-versed in, in that uh, 
that kind of beer. I'm not as big into it. I mean, I'm more. I I still have I have no idea about New England beer. Yeah, really. it's true. So I'm still learning about New England beer. How can I learn about <laughs> a bunch of different countries? But, um, yeah. So if you go there and you uh, have somebody who knows anything about international beer, reach out to them. Yeah. And see see what they can do because they have a lot of good imports there. They have like a dozen bottles from Jester King too. Oh and yeah. I, like I really wanted to pull the trigger on one of them. I mean, I easily could have taken one to the face myself. Yeah. But I wanted to split one with Jess, so I wanted to get one that she would like. Yeah. But, like, a lot of their, they, you know, they, they do a lot of, like, barrel, barrel sours, fruited sours and stuff. But some of them are, like, you know, smoked or... Yeah, yeah, So, like, they have, like, they just have kind of, of, like, some odd flavors in there. And Jess likes... funky beers. Jess likes the traditional, like, pucker my mouth. Like, yeah. I want that fruited sour, kettle sour, preferably. Even stuff that, if it sees oak... And it's got like that kind of smokiness or, or toasted oak. Like she gets kind of, yeah, she's all, she's all set with it. Yeah. So I, I couldn't confirm that any of them were gonna be like home runs. And if I'm gonna spend forty bucks on a bottle, I wanna, it's I true. wanna make sure that she's gonna like it. It's true. I I would put them more. I mean, not that Hill Farmstead doesn't have the lip puckering sours, but I I would put them more on par with Hill Farmstead. Yeah. That's the the delicate and and unique flavors. In a beer, and they they just try one to day. get really really delicate. <laughs> exactly. One day I'll pull the trigger keep, keep on it. Saying that right, I know. Yeah, we'll just go to Bayberry and, and split one. I know we uh, should. Uh, so that is Mo's final adventure of yeah. Portland, which was you know pretty good two weeks for you there. Yeah, uh, I've been Saturday the beer life. Yeah, Saturday this week, I went up to a CrossFit competition. My wife was in a CrossFit competition in Hopkinton. Uh, and that might not sound very beer oriented, but you turned I, it in. I did. Turned I did. it into a beer. I got to trip. sneak away uh, to a liquor store nearby called Julio's Liquors. I'm going to announce them because they have a lot of things that we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Greater Good on the shelf, which I've never seen around here. Me neither. Probably because that's closer to Worcester. Uh, they had our friends from Startline on the shelf, which was very cool. A lot of cool sours. I mean, this place was a, a wonderland. A lot like Yankee. Maybe a little bit more uh, Western Mass beers on okay. there that, that we don't have access to. Nice. Um, a lot of Pipeworks. A lot of uh, a lot of Toplin Goliath, too. And you said they're a huge name around here. I mean, I've never really heard of them. I have never been to one. Yeah. But I know that that's a big... I think there's multiple. Chain. Yeah, there has to be. I, mean, I, I think that's one of the bigger uh, uh, chains in the in the state. That I just remember hearing the name a lot when I worked for Martinetti. What did I see when I went in there? They had like a like a hot sauce room that was just hot sauces. They had a cigar Damn. like a humidor that you could walk into and pull a cigar out. You know, bottles of wine. Obviously, they had wine tastings. Did they have um? Did they have like a uh, like a high end beer room? No, it wasn't. I keep hearing about there's a room at Nikki's apparently. Okay. Somebody was saying there's like a room that you can go into where they have like, you know, 2015 Bourbon County and 2014 Goose Island. This. You know, maybe they did. I I didn't look that high. I'd be interested to see what a store like that would have. Yeah. So I picked up uh, a beer that I'll I'll talk about later in the show, but. They had a lot of Melvins that I haven't seen on the shelf either, and um, some great bottles, and it w- it was cool. I could have spent all day just looking around there too, and we we did spend a little bit longer than we should have. <laughs> uh, after the competition, 
We went to a local brewery in Hopkins. It's actually in Milford. It's on the way back from Hopkinton, uh, closer toward New Bedford, down four ninety five, called Craft Roots Brewing. Mm. We stopped in there in an industrial park, drinking Craft Roots. Actually, currently, from a growler. Um, this place was really really cool. It it was just kind of like, just a a room that you could drink beers in, but okay. the. The tap list was kind of funky. Um, everything handwritten on a chalkboard. Okay. It kind of looked like some locals were there drinking. Um, no all food, their own stuff. All their own stuff. Okay. Um, and the beer is like, it's really like dynamite. Really? It, it's kind of crazy how well done it is. I, and I talked to him a little bit. Female Brewer, which we uh, we talk about all the time on the show. Yeah. Um, I didn't get her name or anything, but... I mean, the stuff is really well done. They had a blood orange IPA. The one I'm currently drinking is called Hot Mantra. It's um, it's a beer that is all mosaic hops, but it's a six pounds of mosaic hops in a barrel, which is kind of like a combination of that that uh, raw power that I talked about yep. from Long Live that has an insane amount of hops, and this is mosaic. It tastes a lot like Bright. Um, I get another one, too. It's called an IPA times two. Which I believe was just a, a double IPA of theirs, and it had a mix of a mix of hops, but it, it had like this like this earthy like natural flavor to it. Okay. Which I really enjoyed. It. These aren't hazy IPAs. These are I can see see yeah, through IPAs. Yeah. Uh, but they are delicious, and and they get a ton of flavor out of it. You get that real danky earthiness out of it out of, that they really take care of the hops. So. If you're in Milford area or on 495, even up near Gillette, I would suggest driving out to Craft Roots. No line at all. Nice. Uh, people were nice. The prices were reasonable. Uh, I think a growler fill was like nine bucks. Perfect. I paid for the paid for the glass. It was like two two bucks for the growler glass. Nice. So, um, just some more information on them. Craftrootsbrewing.com. I uh, just checked out their website, read a little, uh, you know, kind of about us thing. Um, April of 2014, Milford, Massachusetts, nice. is when they opened. Uh, brewer and founder Maureen Fabry. Fabry? I love it. Um, yep, she talks Maureen. about her story, where she came from, and, you know, home brewing and things like that. Um, so, I mean, looks like... Looks like a pretty cool story. Definitely worth your time. Obviously, you've been there, so yeah. Well, Maureen, if you're listening, your stuff is dynamite, and nice. I I enjoy it thoroughly. So shout out to the local brewery. Nice. Yeah. Check it out if you get a chance. Um, and that is all I have for Ben's adventures. Yeah. You want was... to do another segment for Shelfer, or you? Yeah. What do you got? I I got nothing at all. Oh There's yeah. No, I don't have for... anything. Oh. <laughs> okay. I deleted. I deleted oh. some of the other things that I. Uh... I do have something. Oh all yeah. Right. All right. So what do you got? We're gonna circle back to the playoff predictions here. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you forgot about that. I did say that t- that Tampa Bay would knock out the Bruins. Good for you. I didn't I said think that... it was gonna be in four, five games. Yeah, that was that was embarrassing. Uh, yeah, it it was, but if. You know, a bounce goes to Bruins way is two two. You never know what what happens. Yeah, I guess they kind of suck. They got outclassed though. I mean, they did, they did, and that's what I I thought was going to happen. Jumping on them early, you know, going up two zero with like eight minutes into the game. It's just yeah, really puts you in a hole. Yeah, and Philly, Philly looking like they might fall. I mean, knock on wood. I don't know what's going to happen, but Celts currently up three one when we're recording this podcast. Yeah, I really didn't like. I was watching the game the other night. I really didn't like Morris. 
taunting Embiid with the three yeah. out. Like know. that really like do you really want to poke the bear? Yeah. I mean Philly's pretty good. They are. They I are. mean, there's not a whole lot of teams capable of coming back from 3-0. I don't know if they're one of them, but... No team has ever done it. I know. In the NBA, well, so... Not, not in the NBA, but... <laughs> uh, I just... I don't know why. Don't don't talk. You know, yeah. there's no need to talk at that point. I would agree. Uh, would let them agree. shoot off their confetti for their, for their game four victory and, you know, bring it back home. Let's close this out. So. Yeah, they should. I They should win this game, I, I, I would think, pretty easily. I, I would so. think this is one of the classic blowouts. And then we'll see what LeBron Braun's got for us. Um, he's probably going to smoke us, to be honest. <laughs> he is unbelievable. Yeah, he's playing pretty well. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's playing so, pretty well. We'll see what happens there. You never know. You know, that's why they play the game. Yeah. You know, if you can slow him down even a little bit, I mean, you got a chance. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference, right? Yeah. You let him score 50 points. And... Dude, if you make it to the conference finals without your two best players. Yeah. Then, I mean, that in and of itself, that's a victory season. They won't look it? at it like that, and they won't they say should. stuff like that in the media, really, because it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, we didn't think we could do it because we suck and yeah. they're awesome. But, you know, that's that's a victory. I mean, even if they had lost this series, I still think winning that first-round series without your two best players yeah. was still something to be like, all right. You know, we would have made it further had we... Had we had Kyrie and had we had uh, Hayward, but you know we did the best we could and with what we had. Yeah. But you know they win that first series. Now they're poised to win the second series. That's that's good for them. Yeah, and I think this shows a little immaturity on Philly's part. Definitely. Um, they're Ben Simmons just can't looking shoot. like a clown. He dude. just can't shoot. Yeah. I mean, he's, that's I mean that's the knock on him. Yeah. He's got to find a shot. But we'll see. They still got to close it out, and you never know. Um, so we'll that see. is it. Uh, we have Shelfer of the Week. Yeah, I got a Shelfer. We are here. I have a Shelfer as well, so we'll go to that. We'll leave you one uh, to go to the liquor store with. Local distro update that we do every week now, pretty much, is has left us with a bevy of different choices. And um, it's a great time to start really planning, planning a brewery trip for next weekend because you cannot go on yep. Memorial Day weekend. You won't. Even, don't bother. Don't even do it. Just stay home. Just don't bother. Or go get some shelters of the week for Memorial Day weekend. And this is another pro tip for shelf of the week. Go to the store and get a shelf of the week and throw it in your cooler for Memorial Day weekend. That way when some fucking clown comes up to you and wants a beer, hey, can I have a craft beer? You throw him one of these shelfers right out of the thing. Yep. And he hits him right in the forehead. <laughs> and you just say, drink that, you piece of scum. <laughs> So That's a good move. I'll definitely do that. I'm going to grab some Melvins for my boys. You there know? you go. You're going to have some guys asking for a Just beer. talk it up. Make it sound like the most amazing beer in the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's good. Yeah, it, it is good. It's something I would drink on my own. So, um, Mo, what do you got for Shelfer of the Week? Shelfer of the Week, I'm kind of thinking that we got a, we got a season change on our hands. Yes. I think definitively yeah. we have... Uh, we are gone with the forty degree days. Yeah, we're into the we're into the sixties almost every day it's now. Almost time for back deck recording. Again. I know that's what I'm saying. I just oh, gotta get the furniture. Baby, out. I gotta get the furniture that. out. Um, so you know we're seeing better weather. So I kind of geared my shelfer toward that. Um, it's not a beer, but it's not not a beer. <laughs> I don't Pro- know what to say about Prospect Ciderworks. Uh, oh, there we go. Yep. So they make a cider called Missing Link. It's a session cider, uh, 4.8%. Okay. It's slightly bitter, uh, it's, but it's dry hopped with a rotating hop series. So they go through their process of making cider. 
Um, you know, they ferment the juice. Um, they add the, the yeast to, you know, to make it alcoholic. And then when you would normally dry hop a beer, that's when they throw in this, this time it's mosaic and cascade. Oh, great. That's in this version. Um, I had a couple cans of it really does give it like a little bit of, of a beer taste to it. You know, it kind of makes you forget for just a split second that you have a cider. It still has that, you know, I wouldn't call it sweet, but it's got like that apple flavor to it. Yeah. So you, I mean, you know it's a cider, but the the hop really throws like something kind of weird in there that makes it interesting, yeah. gives it a little more character, a little more body. Uh, but you're you're only drinking something four point eight. But what I like about it is that it's not. I don't like the super sweet ciders. Of course, yeah. like you drink like one or two of them, and you're like, that's it. Like I don't want to touch a cider for like a week now. Yeah. I like that this one's a little more on the drier side, and it even gives a little bit of bitterness to the to the cider. Yeah. So it, it kind of makes it a little more drinkable. So I could see drinking like three or four of these. Out on the back deck, mowing the lawn or whatever. Yeah. The I, un- untapped score is a little low, 3.61. I usually like to be around the four range yeah. for shelf for the week. But I really think this is kind of like, a, yeah, I haven't had a cider like this. So I, it kind of, you know, changed my outlook on ciders a little bit. And yeah. Definitely something I could get into. I've had one hop cider from Far From The Tree okay. called Nova. Um, oh, yeah, I have had that one too. Yeah, that one's that, pretty good. That's a hop cider. I don't know what hop they use, if it's a rotating one or something like that. But, um, Might be. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Super sweet ciders, obviously the problem is you can't drink really too many of them. Yeah. Uh, the Angry Orchards of the World, they're just cloyingly sweet, uh, and they're going after people who are looking for that flavor, you know? Yeah. Um, but that that is nice to hear at Prospect Cider. With a nice dry and uh, trying something different, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. My shelf for the week I picked up at the place uh, I mentioned prior, Julio's. Uh, it's from Greater Good out of Worcester. It's called Citra. It is an Imperial IPA. That is all that Greater Good does. I believe it's a nine percenter. It is I delicious. think everything they do is at least Yeah, I saw the, eight, the lowest nine. one was 8, and I saw they go yeah. up to 12. 9.1 on Citra. Um, it is, you would guess it has Citra hops in it. It is really smooth and really, really good. So check out this stuff if, if you ever see it. Uh, they make a ton of, not a ton, I, I would say probably like 10 beers. Um, but they are on the shelf out in the center of the state and closer toward uh, the pike. The That's Mass weird. Pike, if you're in Massachusetts. A Belgian-inspired IPA, huh? The Citra is? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't, uh, I don't pull that from... from they, I, I would guess it's something silly, like they use a Belgian yeast or something. Yeah. Well, it's Soft only in, and... like, the $17 range for four uh, 16-ounce cans at 9%. I mean, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I picked that up. I also got another one that I will give you right now, just for kicks. I haven't even tried it yet, but... I picked up a beer from Melvin called Citradamus. Oh, shit. Again with Citra hops. Uh, so that's a little 12-ounce can. I got my fridge. I'll, I'll try it here soon. 9.5, Doug. Melvin is? Citradamus? Damn. 9.5%. doing? 413 on untapped. Picking up grenades off wow. the shelf. So I, I got a single can of that. Um, wow. Can't wait to try it. So hopefully that makes its way on shelves near us soon. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Kind of cool can. Yeah, Greater Goods, uh, Greater Good. Yes. They were at uh, EBF. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a stout that was phenomenal. It was like a marshmallow, 
uh, marshmallow stout or something yeah, like that. Oh, it was, really it was wicked good. Um, so that is it for this week's show. We will be on the radio, WBOB 990, 990WBOB.com. Next <laughs> week, May 15th. 15th. It's week from Tuesday. today. Tuesday, Tuesday not night, Wednesday. 9 o'clock. And then I will be Atlanta bound. See if I can get any uh, any beers from Atlanta. I don't know what what. Yeah, what the hell's in that. Atlanta? No idea. But I'm uh, creature comforts. Okay. So I'll see if I can find some of that, uh, and I'll have another adventure for you when I come back. Nice. Uh, Can't wait so, to hear about it. So thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you next week on the radio. And. Uh, yeah, check us out on Untapped if you want to see what we're drinking in the meantime. Yeah. Moses Malone on Untapped. Treehouse Benny on Untapped. Uh, Treehouse Benny on Untapped. I take all my visual photos with yep. Boston Beer Benny on Instagram. You can check out what I'm drinking there as well. Talk to me in the DMs. Propose <laughs> trades. I never trade. Uh, so, you know, that is what it is. Pretty long show. Yeah. But hopefully. hopefully you enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope so. We will talk to you next week or we will see you at another time. <laughs> That's great. Thank <laughs> you.